You're listening to the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on our new home, the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I'm joined tonight by Ricky. How are you tonight, Ricky? Yeah, I'm doing well yourself. I'm doing good, thanks. Are you enjoying this um, constant action on the very busy storylines going on on Raw and Smackdown at the moment? Um... (laughs) (laughs) That probably sums up how I'm feeling. I think... What was which we'll get into it obviously, but what's been disappointing so far, or certainly the last couple of weeks anyway, is that in a build up to Survivor Series, you just sort of you didn't want to miss any of the action because you just felt something might happen. Um, recently, you can just read reports online or just quickly watch the highlights, etc., and that's it. And you feel like right, well, I've not missed anything, um, and that's kind of disappointing at the moment. And I think it doesn't help when SmackDown, in particular, is back to its usual mundane self. Yeah, I think like what they're trying to do <clears throat> is they seem to be giving a lot of emphasis to this Shane McMahon and KO and Sammy storyline, which um, I don't mind. Uh, I kind of enjoy it, but now all of a sudden we're getting Randy Orton and Nakamura having a tag match at the at Clash of Champions and in I just sort of look at it and I'm like, as much as I love those guys, um, obviously Randy can be as great as he wants to be on any night, but Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Sammy, like, they are, we're, they're universally loved. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like that, it doesn't really do much for me. Um, that match, and I'm sure we'll get into it when we do a little preview for Clash of Champions, but to me that match is more intriguing because I just you sit and wonder if Daniel Bryan's going to get involved in it somehow, oh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um, it's a bit. I don't know, you, it's a bit weird. This Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan thing going on just now. It's as if the roles. It's as if it's all upside down. Where you've got Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens seem to be the ones that are on the receiving end of the bad news at the end of the TV. Um, Shane McMahon's acting like his dad, who's usually a heel. Um, Randy Orton seems to be getting the upper hand more often than the other guys. Usually when there's a feud going on between babyfaces and heels in the lead-up to a pay-per-view, it's the babyface who is on, who's losing. Like, say, for instance, like a TV, an episode of TV was a result. They're losing the storyline wise and it's reversed this time. It just doesn't feel it's not how I wanted it to go. I'm not sure how I want it to go, but it's not clicking for me at the moment. Um Well, obviously we've just dived right into SmackDown storyline, so what uh, for me it's obviously there was rumours earlier on this week and we spoke about it privately uh, off air, just texting one another along with Barry and John Ross, that Daniel Bryan apparently got cleared to wrestle again. Uh, that sort of, those, that story is still somewhat vague, so I'm not really saw too much, so I don't know who cleared him. Was it his own doctors, but independent? It sure as hell was in WWE doctors. But I, I, I've spoke to you recently, I think it was on air, that you just sort of had, or had that feeling that, that maybe Daniel Bryan will wrestle for WWE again. And, I, and for me, I I kind of get the feeling that if he was to wrestle again, it's going to, he's going to get involved in this storyline somehow. Um, either he comes down because Shane McMahon refuses to count for Kevin Owens or Sammy Owens. Oh. Kevin, Owens. Kevin Owens or Sammy. I forgot he was the referee for that, Shane McMahon. So they could pop up her bomb, he's trying to cover Nakamura, but Shane refused to do it. But say... Daniel Bryan comes running down and he does it 
Council or Daniel Bryan comes down and be like, what are you doing? And they two sort of get an, an argument and in the process something happens to Shane, like you make it knocked down or whatever, and Daniel Bryan makes a count. Or, so I'm not sure, but like I said, there was reports out there as well that I saw on Twitter that, that um, they were considering on bringing Daniel Bryan back. If they were to come back, it's potentially maybe turn, not even not even in a wrestler aspect that it could just turn them heel. So does that mean he's going to align with Kevin Owens and Sammy, or is he? I don't know. Is he just going to go against Shane? And if that's the case, if you're going to turn Daniel Bryan heel, like to me that would be a pretty shocking decision. And whoever makes that decision needs to seriously have a look in the mirror because is <laughs> Daniel Bryan is everything Vince McMahon wants Roman Reigns to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns when, when Vince in Vince's eyes is uh, about 7 inches in height and about 50 pounds in weight that's it <laughs> yes. and I understand that it's a big it's a big big difference like when you compare them Roman's a big guy obviously compared to him but Roman when you put him against other bigger guys he doesn't, he, he doesn't look that much bigger than Seth or Dean he looks more bulkier than Dean but height wise he's around about the same so, like I said, I think it would be a mistake, and that's in this story. Like, I agree with you; it's, it's gone, it's gone a direction I didn't think it was going to go in. And the only reason that I'm I'm, I'm intrigued by it is because I'm wondering to see what might happen with Daniel Bryan. It's funny, Rich Latter of One Nation Radio on the Social Suplex has actually written a column recently saying that if they're actually thinking about Daniel Bryan turning heel, what the hell are they doing that for? So. I read that. Your opinion. Shout, are... shout out to Rich. How are you doing, Rich? Um... Uh, I read that. I did. I actually did feed that. Um, I, 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 it doesn't make sense. It just does not make sense. You've got something who, and Vince would look at it and say, is a, a quote unquote, an absolute guaranteed money maker in Daniel Bryan. So why would you want to fuck around with that? Like that makes absolute zero zero sense to me. Um, and on top of that, the guy's just over as fuck. So he's universally loved by everyone. And that's not just sort of quote-unquote the hardcore fans, like your casuals, your elder fans, your younger fans. He is loved by everyone. So Aye. that would be that would be an absolute shocking, shocking error of judgment if they do go ahead with that. And see, the thing is, I know they get booed, but Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are over with all the... The folk like us behind the keyboards. So if Daniel Bryan sides with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, then they're not getting the react. Vince isn't getting the opinion and reaction that he thinks he wants. He doesn't. He won't get booed. I don't uh, think there's, there are certain there's certain guys who like in the history of wrestling who no matter what they do or could have done, they just they were not going to get booed. Um, like, just, set, obviously, you had Rock and Austin turn heel, and eventually they did, but at certain times, it would have been, you could have turned the Rock heel, or Austin heel, it doesn't matter, they, at that period of time, <clears throat> they would not have been booed. If you were talking Daniel Bryan heel, for instance, in that run-up to, where he won the title at Mania, he wouldn't have been booed. There's just certain guys, at certain times, and certain moments, who will who will not be booed no matter what, and this is sort of similar to it. Um, like I said, it's just a a real bad bad error, um, just a real shocking moment. If they do it, it may, it, it really really wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't. It's just, and it's as well. This whole thing. is it the class of champions that if Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens lose, they get fired. Yeah. Right. Obviously, they've got something in mind here. I don't know what, but I can't see them getting fired. No. Unless they do in storyline form and they're off TV for a couple of weeks and then something else happens. But that's just prolonging what has been turned into a bit of an odd storyline. I mean, I'm loving that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are the main heels of SmackDown. The main of it doesn't matter if they're heels or baby faces. They are the main attraction on SmackDown at the moment. I've always loved Kevin Owens since the day I saw him, so I'm happy with that. But I just wish 
there's something else going on. Maybe it's Shane, Shane's zealous attitude at the moment. He's acting too much like his dad. And he's supposed to be the face in all of this. He started, it was, to me, it looked as if Shane was doing the heel turn with his attack on Raw at Survivor Series and stuff like that. His no-nonsense carry-on. So it's just all, I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. As you say, it is intriguing, though. We'll see. It could be, it's a more interesting thing on SmackDown anyway, put it that way. And just imagine, sorry, continue while you finish your point off. I have finished. Just imagine, um, like, it wasn't kayfabe storyline, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn legit did get fired. After they lost <laughs> that match. <laughs> well, they'll be at the... All-in. Aye, all-in. Oh, just imagine. Oh, can you imagine the trolling if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn tweeted, like, hours before the pay-per-view match? is like, we're going all-in tonight. <laughs> put all-in in quotes. I think... But just to sort of finish up on this, it's um, like it says, it, it did seem like Shane was the one who was going to turn, like he says, and it was just very uncharacteristic of uncharacteristic of what he'd been thus far. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not enjoying this Shane character at the moment. No. Um, so, like I said, I'm hoping maybe Daniel Bryan does get involved, like properly gets involved and that might freshen up a little bit but you know aye, it's it has it has sort of soured on me aye but you know what hasn't soured on me in fact it's quite the opposite while we're speaking of heel turns I'm enjoying what's happening with Jason Jordan right now and okay. if if you don't mind I'd like to have a wee I'd like to have the mic for a wee moment on you go Right, so Jason Jordan, he had a very bland persona, even in American Alpha on NXT, didn't have much of a character there, and he was basically over because of his wrestling ability, and then he got drafted over to Raw in the whole Kurt Angle, illegitimate son storyline, I thought, oh, here comes the soap opera, notched up to 12, this is um, Drake Ramore, Dr. Drake Ramore, days of our life stuff here. <coughs> Shout out to Joey from Friends. Indeed. <laughs> uh, I thought, right, let's just see what happens. We can kind of, we all were guessing how it was going to go. But as the months wore on, I can see a, a natural character arc for him where he comes over, he just wants to please his dad, he wants to have great matches, but at the same time, he doesn't want to be given, be handed opportunities to him on a silver platter. So he's like, no, I want to fight my way up. That's fine, you have some great matches with John Cena and another great match with Roman Reigns the next week or vice versa, whichever one came first. And he has a good account of himself. Uh, so it is actually like Kurt Angle is it's like Jason Jordan is a young boy who's trying to prove himself to his dad and then he gets a wee bit petulant petty and he has the food the fruit fight with Elias Samson what was it, throwing rotten fruit at him and stuff when Elias was singing his songs it's mm-hmm. like, right, you're acting a bit like a baby here, and then after that he's despite that bizarre childish moment, he gets into the Survivor Series based on his good matches that he has, fair enough he's presenting himself, he's wanting his dad to be proud of him, but then Triple H comes up, pedigrees Jason Jordan after like, so He's out of the Survivor Series match. He's carrying an injury, but he says, no, I want to do this, Dad. Bear in mind that Jason Jordan was saying at the start, I don't want opportunities handed to me. Now all of a sudden he's annoyed that he's not getting the Survivor Series spot. Now again, this week, all of a sudden he's annoyed that he's not getting an Intercontinental title shot. Was that a title match that he had this week? It was, wasn't it? Was that an open challenge? Yep. So he did get it, but he kind of moaned his way to get there. Bitched and moaned about it all. So the the story arc there is he finally reunites with his dad, or unites with his dad. He starts getting... The pride wears off. He gets a bit petty and petulant. starts acting like a wee boy. And now he's starting attacking people from behind, even though he said, I don't attack people from behind. So he's acting like a spoiled boy at the moment. And 
I think it's actually quite interesting if this is a heel turn that they're going down instead of him just being a I'm not actually your son in attacking cut. It's a slow build, and I'm a, I appreciate that slow build, and it makes me appreciate his character arc overall and general. I think long term character booking is better. So I ask of you tonight, Richard, that you instead try and like right. So Tuesday morning we wake up, we look at the results from Raw, and we say, well, that was a load of shit. But if you take it in context from what's been happening over the last few weeks, you think, right, that's actually quite good development. So I'm asking you and I'm asking everyone to have a bit more patience with someone like Jason Jordan and embrace the heel turn that is inevitably going to happen soon. Your thoughts? Um, I've liked Jason Jordan from day one. I think I've been on record saying that. I've not liked his gimmick I I love his wrestling ability mm-hmm. um, I, I can't remember if I've said it on the podcast or not but you know that I give me a wrestler a guy who can a female or a guy who can wrestle over someone who's amazing on the mic but quite average in the ring I would take it the other way around but just in the sense if you want to see someone like say Roman for instance um or the classic one would be Benoit. Benoit wasn't that great in the mic, but his in-ring ability is good enough to put him in an argument of being one of the top five of all time. Uh, so I, I agree. Um, I think I think what a lot of people are just sort of getting fed up and they were like, oh, this is te-. like it was just his character and his gimmick. I think his wrestling ability has never been in question. Um, so yeah, I agree. Um, the heel turn is going to come. Just stop. I think the problem is that in, I'm bad for it, you're bad for it, John Ross Barry, all wrestling fans, is it sort of, we sometimes don't let stories develop and we're like, oh, Jesus, it's terrible. Like, just hurry up and get to sort of get to where you're wanting to get to. Um, and sometimes, like, a lot of the time, that's not, that's not ideal because if you get there too soon you don't get to tell the full story right in in this situation that fine I, uh, the whole thing with Jason Jordan is that like I understand that at the start we didn't like him and stuff and he's fine his character work his character might work and stuff everything that still needs to get better but the one thing he has got going for him is the fact that he's so good in the ring he is um, I love the double Northern Lights he does. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if you if you no matter, I think we all would still agree that it was a, it was still a, a massive mistake breaking up Alpha. Um, but like I say, if we give him time, you never know where it could go. Um, like I always believe, and I've said it, and I say it continuously about Jinder Mahal. Um, you know what? At least you tried. At least you tried to do something different. Um, in this case, maybe maybe doing something different could well be wrong because you've broke up, which, which I regarded anyway, the best tag team in the company. But, like I said, it, you never know where it's going to go. Um, you have some improvements. And I think when that heel turn does come, that's when he's, he, I think he'll get over. Um, there's a lot of uh, the rock about him in a sense that not not like ability or all that nonsense it's just um, you had that whole die Rocky die Rocky <laughs> come back Rocky like he was just it's so similar like smiling cheesy happy baby face comes back as this absolute bastard of a heel and that's what that's what it's, it's quite similar to this and he maybe he won't generate the kind of heat the Rock got but in the sense that where they both are and where at the point where the character was um, it's similar so that could work in his favour I think when he does become a heel I think that's when you're going to really see I think you'll start to see him uh, get even better Aye. It's, it's very easy to be better on the mic as a heel you always hear people talking about it like when there's guests on podcasts to say oh I much prefer being a heel because they've got more more chance to go off script more chance to 
be insulting, insult the crowd, and, and it's hard to be that blue chipper, like you're saying about the Rocky, smiling for the crowd and saying, what's up Wisconsin and all that shit. So it's easier, I think, to be a heel. And I think I don't think he's going to get the same amount of heat that the Rock got, but if he attacks the Olympic gold medalist uh, and like goes to town on him, because as we know, we've been a wee bit gutted and saddened to see Kurt wrestle recently. He's really he's as stiff as a board. So if he's going to if he's going to attack his dad and lay him out, kayfabe injure him perhaps, kayfabe break his neck, then mm-hmm. or when not break his neck, but when it looks dubious. And actually, for me, it's not so much you're going to get the kind of heat Rock got. It was just more so the sort of similarities in the character. And that's like you saw Rock start to really take, get even better and go to a whole other level. Um, so uh, that's that's what it's similar. And obviously, like you mentioned about Kurt, um, you're going to get automatic huge heel if you if you hear huge heat if you attack Kurt, and that's a match that you could have further down the line. Obviously, with Jason Jordan's. Um, Ability, wrestling ability, and his his mobile, how mobile he is that will make it easier on Kurt because, like you say, he has been really, really stiff. Looks very stiff, and quite frankly, he's stiffer than a porn star's dick. So, <laughs> um, it, so, uh, like I say, I think to me, it's certainly there's certainly signs of um, improvement, and certainly signs of things that. Well, you know what. It, you are getting better, and, and maybe maybe in the future you you could become a, a real a real asset to them. When I promote this podcast on Twitter, you know what quote I'll be using, don't you? Die, Rocky, die. No, <laughs> your porn star one. Well, I don't. I, I don't think you can put that on Twitter. If I'm honest. Well, I wouldn't be adding it. I wouldn't be adding Kurt Angle because I, I think he might get a wee bit offended. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be. It should take it as a compliment. Uh, kind of. Hi. He's like a. He stands there like a question mark though. The way his legs are bent. Mm-hmm. It's such a shame. And as like you say, he was he was he was strapped up as well at Survivor Series. And when I mean strapped up, uh, not gun wise, because obviously we don't have that shit over here in the UK, you know. <laughs> but sorry, Americans. Uh, like, like he was. He clearly had some sort of injury as well. So. Aye, I don't know what happened. Yeah, there. it's it's sad. This must have been one of those pulled a hamstring or something, or pulled a quad or something like that. Because mm-hmm. there was certainly nothing leading up to it, uh, storyline-wise, that suggested he had anything. Because he, he, he never took a shot or anything. He wasn't hurt or anything, so... No. I don't know. But overall, I, Jason Jordan, I think... Like I say, no matter what, his wrestling ability is there, and that that's always going to be there. And and that's always going to sort of be his fallback. That even if your character isn't great and whatever, you still have that ability, wrestling ability that people are going to still going to really like and mm-hmm. still enjoy watching. And it's important you were saying like it's hard to a split second of shit compared to the whole minute. Compare it to if you've if someone shows you three minutes of a film and you think, well, I don't know what that was all about. That was shit. Uh, it didn't make any sense. They didn't paint the character in a good light, but see if you just sit down and watch the whole film from start to finish, then you'll appreciate what's going on. So just, listeners, be patient. If there's a storyline that you're not enjoying, just take your time, think about their journey so far, and think about what could possibly happen. Think of it as a natural character progression, so I've been a wee bit snobby there, but hey-ho. So that's why I ask you, Ricky, to be patient with Asuka. Because I know that basically the same thing happened this week that happened last week with her being accosted by Absolution and she walked away with the smiles again. But just, they're all, they must be thinking of something. So they're laying out everyone else in the roster at the moment. They're waiting for Asuka. Asuka will bide her time and she'll strike when she's ready. I have faith in that. I hope so. I'm guessing you weren't happy with how Asuka was booked again. I would rather if she take a beating, um, but if it, you know, because <laughs> to me it, it kind of works both ways. Because therefore, Paige and the other in um, no, I've forgotten her name now. Damn it! 
Mandy Rose. Yes, and Sonia Deville. Yep. Sorry about that, ladies. <laughs> the, it, Hello, ladies. Sort of, I uh, I hate to use the word, but it legitimises them in a sense. That look at that, they've taken out like everyone. And specifically, took out Asuka, and in Asuka, it, you could be like, look at it, it took three women to beat her down, etc., etc. But if if it leads to eventually Asuka like getting getting through them one by one, then fine, I'm all for it. But at the same time, that that shouldn't happen straight away because now all of a sudden you're like, well, you just brought these two women up, you brought Paige back, and as much as I love Asuka, you're like, well, what was the point? of building these up, these women up and having them beat people down for just then ultimately one woman to destroy all three of them. Uh-huh. You know, um, ultimately I think that's where it will lead and I don't mind that, but don't do it too soon because it's like, right, well, that's a month after they've debuted and you've just basically had Asuka run through them. It's like, that's great for Asuka, but at the same time, think about these other ones as well. That, that can You can delay that if you wanted. Uh-huh. I mean, you can have a wee, a segment on Raw yeah, she does batter them all. That's fine, but not like totally lay them out. She sort of, I mean, if she stands tall above all three of them, like um, planting a flag in the rocks of the moon, then that will be a bit excessive. But if she gets a good punch or so in, could some punches and kicks, and then makes a makes a beeline for it or something like that. That's so, uh, that's it. That's it. That's all you need. So I think. Um, It'll probably. I think we'll start. I think we will get Paige Ask at WrestleMania for the title, and it'll be interesting to see how they're able to keep this storyline going on for so long. It could just be a case of like, like it's fine um, if Asuka does beat beat the three of them, but I think it could be like done over time, which would be ideal. And I think what it could maybe do is Asuka's got to go through the other two women in order to get to Paige. In whatever order they go in, I don't know, but I think that's where it will lead. All roads, roads are probably going to lead to Asuka versus Paige at WrestleMania. It's still quite a few months away, but mm-hmm. it would be good. That's what I'm saying, like, cause you, cause between now and potentially Rumble or whenever in Raw next pay per view, you could still do build up Paige, uh, Alexa Bliss, and then the pay per view after that, Alexa Bliss could have her, um, her rematch. So then now all of a sudden you're only two months away from Mania. Uh huh. With no pay per views potentially in the middle, so you've got plenty of time to build that up. Right, it's exciting, it is exciting. So we'll see how that leads. And do you want to bring us in with our next segment tonight, Ricky? And what would that be? Nah, um, <laughs> obviously, I don't know if I don't think you've watched it, but you've, you've certainly heard that um, Corey Graves had done an interview with Roman. And by all accounts, this wasn't, Ro- this wasn't Roman in character. You know, so this was just him normal sort of sit down interview. And in the interview Roman claims to be uh, the best wrestler in the world. And he, and I think his I'm gonna try and find the exact quote, but his his quote more or less went that if you went back and you looked um The last two or three went, years. The last two or three years, sorry that if you went back and you just sort of looked at his matches, then a lot of his matches have sort of been like some of the best matches around. So, and that's why I think he was saying that um, he believes he is the number one and best wrestler in the world. And obviously that's now, that got quite a lot of reaction from people. Uh, It'll be interesting to see whether or not he said it like one hundred percent truthfully. He meant it, or did he just say it, just knowing that he's going to get a reaction of people and just sort of trolling folk? Um, and I'm just sort of interested. It'd be interesting to hear what you think because a lot of people have just been sort of been like, "That's absolutely ludicrous." Right, my hatred of Roman Reigns, but not right. My hatred of Roman Reigns' booking has subsided a wee bit over the last few months. He's not. There was a time, and we've all felt it, that he was just booked far too powerfully, far too successfully, given all the all the silver spoons, WrestleMania main events, taking out the Undertaker, beating Triple H a lot. But it's calmed down a wee bit, and it, 
although he did get the Intercontinental title just out of the blue. I get that Miz was going off telly for a while. Fair enough. But he's doing the open challenge thing and it's good. And they've played it well and they're getting Roman to face wrestlers who get natural heat from the, the crowd and the Miz. So even though everyone loves the Miz, when they're in the, when they're in the arena, he gets booed relentlessly. You get Elias who gets booed. Nobody likes his walk with Elias gimmick, although we secretly love it. Um, oh, it's just great. It's great. And it Jason Jordan, there's a general, a heated apathy towards him. We talked about how that's changing for him now. But they're putting him against people who aren't as popular, babyface-wise, as Roman Reigns. So it's working... <laughs> Is it, is it working the whole babyface experiment because we've got WrestleMania looming around the corner? Back to the point about him being the best in-ring performer in the world. That's got to be a troll. A troll attempt, surely. Somebody on Twitter said he's not even the best wrestler in his faction. Which I... Mm. I do agree with that. I would say for in-ring ability, Seth is better than him. Easily. I would say that Roman has good matches. He's had some amazing matches. The two with AJ Styles particularly were off the charts. But I think he must be at it. He must be tripping, surely. See, I, I don't think he is. I think he was being genuine about it. And his reasoning for it made sense, if you know what I mean. And For that. What was his reasoning, though? So, like, I'm not, I'm not questioning whether he's been truthful or not. I think you need to question whether or not this statement is true. About the three years worth. And of obviously, it. you don't believe it is. No, I don't. In case anyone was unsure of my opinion, that is not true. <laughs> I mean, look at the matches that Wrestle Kingdom had. Just not even Okada and Omega. Look at the match, the matches that Okada and Omega had. Look at some of the NXT matches this year. I wouldn't. There's not been the best wrestler ever, but look at the matches that Neville has, that AJ Styles has, Kevin Owens has, Seth and Dean. He's, I just, I don't know what his aim was, unless it was just to get some con- controversy from it all. He's had a few, a right few stinkers this year. Alone. Has he? Undertaker. Uh, the your counter to that would be when was it? When was the last good Taker match? If he's the best in ring performer in the world, he should be able to carry the Taker. And he literally... AJ, St- AJ Styles couldn't have carried t- Taker in that condition. Mm. Right. So no, I, I think that because I think that's just just where Taker was to be honest and maybe AJ would have because he's, he has the ability to sort of see he looked in the multi sorry on you go it, like I said AJ would be able to fly around the ring and take bumps but I think sometimes when you so take take back my comment about would AJ be able to who knows I think AJ is the exception to just about almost any wrestler so I think it's unfair to compare a lot of guys out there to AJ Styles because let's be honest there's not many people there's not many people in the world who wrestler wise you should be saying their name in the same sentence as AJ Styles there's very very few uh-huh. I think um, like I'm not going to argue that he is the best wrestler in the world I, I couldn't because I don't believe he is I understand what he means in and, and if you do go back the last sort of three years and you look at his matches, there's if you put a list together of a lot of the best WWE matches in the last three years, I guarantee you a Roman Reigns would have been involved in a lot of them. Well, with two. In the argument that I've heard that he's been in, he's had great matches with um, Seth, great matches with AJ, great matches with Braun, great matches with um, I had a couple of great matches on Raw and. Um, a few months back, I can't remember who them who were against now. Um, I think it was maybe one against Cesaro. I think it was. Um, he's had 
a great match with I, I personally love the match we had with Triple H the match we had with Brock Lesnar uh, at Wrestlemania um, so I think and what, like I said the argument I've heard of a lot of people saying well look at the people he's, he's in the ring with they've helped him well yeah but if you put a list of all those matches that I named right the common theme that you'll see throughout it all is Roman Reigns is, is in, in that match and he's not been he doesn't get the credit he deserves you can argue he is the best wrestler in the world. Your argument may not be that strong, but you can argue it. Just like I can argue Seth Rollins or AJ Styles or Nakamura are the best in the world. Your argument may not be strong as say the AJ Styles argument, but you can definitely still argue it. I think for me he's one of the one of the absolute best in that company, without a doubt. Um I think it goes AJ Styles then there's everyone else so but I think he more than holds his own against uh, like as much as I love AJ and Seth and everyone else like Roman deserves to be right there alongside him all and deserves that credit but I'm not going to go as far and say that he's the best wrestler in the world but for me a lot of people refuse to give him credit because A, they don't know him, or, sorry, they don't like him. Like, you don't know him personally, you don't know what he's like, so how you can form that opinion of him, I don't know. You might not like his character, and probably more than anything, obviously, is the fact that people are like, fuck, he's a quote unquote chosen one, he's been rammed down a throat, etc., and that's why they're refusing to take to him. But you've got to also acknowledge that no matter what, how you feel towards him, the guy put, has put on some fucking right good matches in some, the last few years. Some, um, and look at so the last three years, 2015, he had a match of the year contender tender with Daniel Bryan. Mhm. Yep. Yep. 2016, he had two match of the year contenders with AJ. Do you know what he had an amazing spring and summer with AJ and then Seth Rollins at Money was it Money in the Bank? Uh huh. Mhm. And then the triple threat, the Shield triple threat, all really good matches that he had there. He had a a quite underrated, see the shark cage match with Jericho, Kevin Owens, sorry, Kevin yep. Owens, aye, the one at Royal Rumble this year, that was really good for a, a weapons match. I think he's, last wee while he seemed a bit gassed, see the multi-man matches, he felt non-existent and he was going through a spate of Superman punch after Superman punch during the multi-man matches and it was just, oh come on, stop it, do something else. But I think in those multi-man matches, he's the focus wasn't. The he's, focus wasn't he's, on him. He he's enforcer of the group, so he's always hitting those sort of his high-end big-time moves, and that's one of them, I suppose. I don't like the Superman punch, but I'm just trying to think maybe that's why they've done it. Still think that see if he got some right good Cesaro-style upper body strength. See that razor's edge sit-down powerbomb thing he does. Mm-hmm. See if that was his finisher, then I would be more than happy. We said that the first time we saw that that should be his finisher against the quote unquote smaller guys, uh-huh, but and then against, against your Braun Strowman's, Brock Lesnar's, Imagine Kane's, t- Takers, etc., etc., big shows. It should be your spear. Uh-huh. But that so, but like I said, I think for me that he probably was being truthful from his point of view but like I, said, I can sit and argue all day long that he is the best person in the world but my argument may, may not be that strong but I think for me what more than anything like I said before what comes from it is that a lot of people just don't give him the credit he deserves but I'm not ready to call him the best person in the world nowhere no. near it um, but I think he's he deserves to be in that sort of upper echelon of wrestlers where, where we talk about a lot of these guys and it just feels like sometimes you don't talk about his ability because we don't like how he's booked and how he's been rammed down our throat right. but I think he deserves to be alongside all those guys that I've mentioned with perhaps the exception perhaps with the exception of AJ and potentially Okada because I've not sought enough Okada but certainly within WWE like I said I think it's AJ Styles and then it's everyone else but that's not a knock on everyone else that's right. just paying homage to how great AJ Styles is Oh, he's exceptional. I mean, you're talking about the last three years of matches that Roman Reigns has had. Look at the last couple of years of AJ Styles' matches. The amount of belters he's had is ridiculous. It's just so many. Yep. So, 
your opinion might be controversial, but you might be right in saying that people just can't look past the booking. And I myself have been guilty of that in the past. But I'm going to try and just... I'll see. I'll have a look at his wrestling. I'm going to get the notebook out. Judge his holds, his movement. <laughs> no, no, like really. my, my final, my final, my my con- my conclusion of it is that he, you aren't the rep. For me, he's not the best wrestler in the world. But he's not. He's does does there's uh, cl- his claims. There's evidence to back up his own personal claim in the sense that what he says, how many great matches that he's had. That's like you can you can use that to back it up. Mm-hmm. But I. I can understand where he's coming from and why he's saying it and, and, and the evidence he's trying to present. But I wouldn't personally, myself wouldn't personally say you are, but I personally think a lot of people that don't give him the credit he deserves. And he deserves to be, like I say, named alongside some of the best wrestlers in the world at the moment. But like I say, it's, it's at the moment for me in that company, it's always AJ Styles. Uh-huh. But he deserves, like, you know, when people talk about who great Seth and Dean and KO and Sammy, etc., all are. He deserves to be right in amongst all that. Put it this way, I think he'd have a really good match with Omega and Okada, Naito, Obushi. He'd have he would have good matches with those guys. And that's it. Like, uh, for, he, he he's had great matches, like truly great, great matches against AJ Styles, who quote unquote was a smaller guy who will fly around the ring, do all these different great things, and then he's having these great matches with Braun Strowman. Which are just completely different type of matches yeah. from each other. He had a great That's match with Triple H, actually. and he had that absolute brutal match with Brock Lesnar, which I loved, and John Ross loved it as well. And that's uh, so different yeah. what he's done before. That's what I love about him the most is that he's his ability to have great matches with different type of wrestlers, and not everyone not everyone can do that. But like I say, to 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 summarise, I understand why he thinks he's the best, but you know, I think it's more so. For me, that you just don't get it, get the credit you deserve, rather than say mm-hmm. I'm not going to say you are the best in the world. I don't think you are. He's better. He's better than John Cena. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, there. Like, without like that. To me, that I, I like Cena now. I think I think people who criticise Cena now are just still stuck in the past. It's like get over it. Like he's not that guy he was like ten years ago. But people also need to remember it's not like Roman's been wrestling for like twenty years or whatever. Um, like I know I don't want to start criticising Cena, but if you compare Cena to Roman at this time in their career, it's like there is no comparison. I know. But we could we could talk about this all night long, but we've got to move on. Um this is a random wee sort of side note thing before we get on to a wee question that we have. I want to quickly talk about the SmackDown women's title scene at the moment. So we have at Class of Champions Charlotte versus Natalia in a lumberjack match or a lumberjill match as it will probably be called. I hope they don't call it that actually, that's dreadful. But um, I've actually been writing my own series of columns recently where I've been discussing this, the sort of unsung heroes of WWE in 2017 giving a bit of more of a spotlight on the wrestlers that haven't been getting a proper spotlight and I picked Carmella a couple of weeks ago one of the points I'd made is, although she's been doing well from a, when I was saying earlier, that long, overarching story character development, I still don't see much of a main event future for her, especially with Charlotte there and the likes of the Riot Squad coming in to upset the balance. And I'd said in the column, if they were going to do it, I think it was feedback in the column or something, if they were going to give her the title, give her it now or soon before Wrestlemania because I don't think there's going to be room for it after Wrestlemania and if she does it now and if they don't really like what she's doing as a champ then fair enough it means they can get the title off her just in time for Wrestlemania so I'm going to lock it up right now before the predictions even start and I will give myself a bonus point if when for doing the predictions at the Lumberjack match Carmella will cash in her money in the bank briefcase and become the champ. Maybe for two nights, maybe for two months, but it's going to happen. Interesting. You don't care, do you? Um, <laughs> not that I don't care. It's to put the title on Natalia, which 
I loved. You know that. I've been on record saying Charlotte is the best female wrestler in the company. Yes. To go f- to go from Italia to Charlotte to Carmella. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. I understand. Uh, I'm sorry. I just uh, I can't handle it. To be honest, uh, I personally. When when does she have until when she got to cash in? June. Is it June, right? And when is a brand shake-up going to take place? Not a clue. It could happen during the night, tonight, for all I know. So let's just say... I I would expect Charlotte to head over to Raw, maybe, back again. Um... So I could see maybe I would personally have to ask her doing it, cashing in after WrestleMania, uh, because they could potentially go Charlotte as a heel up against Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, which will be unbelievable. Or if Ronda Rousey does debut, they're going to go Ronda Rousey and Charlotte. Uh, but again, if if that's for the title, which I don't think it should be, but maybe that ties in with your theory that Carmella should cash in because. Say what you want, but you it, you can't have Carmella cash in on potential Ronda Rousey being a champ like that would be absolutely like no, that doesn't happen because it's Ronda Rousey at the end of the day. So yeah, I could see it going both ways, but I kind of hope she cash in, but she doesn't actually get the title and she loses a cash in match. Uh, I can't do that again already though. Look what happened to Corbin. I know, I know, and they somewhat. He's now back on that path where he was before because he's now a US title, isn't it? Uh, champ, no. US champ. So, but you never know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, think, I feel like SmackDown. It's been like seven or eight months of like having nonsense, pathetic, stupid champions. You had Jinder as a champ, and then fucking you had Naomi as a women's champ. People who think Naomi, oh no, no, Naomi's a good wrestler. Like fuck off. No, no, she's she shite. Is. She is. Uh, and now all of a sudden, right? Well, here we go. Now we've got like proper. I hate to say it, like, but we've got like legitimate guys and women as the champs. We've got AJ Styles, who I think we all agree is the best wrestler in the company, mm-hmm. and we've got Charlotte, who we all agree is the best female wrestler in the company. And it's no surprise that they're the ones that hold the title at the moment. Like. I don't know. That for me makes sense. So I'd I would rather not see Carmelo win it. But if she does win it, then do you know what? So be it. Because and I'm looking forward to when she does cash in because you get that little bit of excitement there. Aye, there always <laughs> is that excitement when the cash in happens. Yep. So I I know she's she's not liked, but that's her doing her job. Oh, definitely. She's doing her job as a heel. She did her job as a heel when she when she quote unquote won the Money in the Bank briefcase, but she did win it off her own back a week later, a couple of weeks later. Mm-hmm. So fair play to her. Um, right. I went on to Social Suplex's Facebook group earlier with a bit of question request. By the way, the Facebook Social Suplex group thing that was a mouthful. It's called the Wrestling Squared Circle, and the squared is in brackets or parentheses or whatever you want to call it. So feel free to put in a join request for that and join the, the chit-chat on the group. And I asked for any questions, and we got a question from Jeremy, who is the host of the new Social Suplex podcast, Keeping It Strong Style, all about New Japan. Shout out to Jeremy and Josh. That was a good debut episode. Really enjoyed that one. His question is, who do you guys want to win the Royal Rumble? Now, we can all put our booking hats on and say who we think will win it, but Ricky, who do you want to win it? First of all, um, no offence to Jeremy, but I initially thought you were going to say it was Jeremy Borash from Impact Wrestling who submitted the question. <laughs> but hey, Shout uh, out to this, Jeremy Borash. <laughs> indeed. And Jeremy, um, I'm just sort of taking a piss. I hope you don't take offence to that. Um, <laughs> so sorry the question is who do I want to win it Aye. I mean I'll ask you you know who my answer is going to be who do you think I want to win the Rumble um, oh, what day is it it's that glorious man from Bulgaria's day oh. Rusev oh. is that your answer that's my answer so 
so taking us right, as I said, the question to me said, take away the booking, the creative, what you think will happen as a mm-hmm. pure mark for the wrestling. You want Rusev to win? Yep. Okay. Who do I want to win? I would quite like to see Nakamura win purely so we can set up an AJ versus Nakamura feud at WrestleMania. But it's been a long time since we've seen someone dominate a Royal Rumble and be successful from that domination. Kane has always been dominant when he goes into Royal Rumbles. Even Roman was dominant the year before he won the Royal Rumble. But I want to see Braun smash that ring to smithereens with his bare hands and his beard and his muscle gut, whatever's going on there. I want Roman to... Eh. <laughs> shit. Yes, Roman. Uh, I want Braun Strowman to win the Royal Rumble. And I want him to squash Brock Lesnar in five seconds. Sure. <laughs> so... That's my answer. I want Braun to win it. But I get, if Nakamura was to win it, I would be quite happy with that as well. I can't see anyone. Like, the Royal Rumble is all about setting, the Survivor Series is all about getting a new name, like, geared up, ready for a big push. Didn't get that this year, as far as I'm concerned. Royal Rumble was all about cementing that push. And although we've had Roman, eh, never have done it again, Braun Strowman, dominate TV and be a massive success who's now basically turned baby face he keeps hitting hurdles and I don't want him to see him hitting any hurdles anymore, I want him I to mean, win everything. I mean, the biggest hurdle he keeps hitting is the fact that you keep calling him Roman <laughs> I'm not, the audio keeps cutting out when I'm doing the st at the ta- start, <laughs> start of his surname so it's t- Roman, see Um, uh, Just to quickly Elaborate on why I want uh, Rusev to win it. I said Bowman here, as I hope. For me, it just all harks back to just go back to his original US title run. And I think if you if you if you were there and you saw that, you understand why I love him so much. And, and I hate and I don't want to always bring John Ross up partly because I value his opinion quite highly I think he talks a lot of sense he knows what he's talking about he knows what he likes and what's, what works and what doesn't so that's why I'm always referencing John Ross and like I said I, 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 I regard his opinion very highly um, and he shares the same thought as me in this that the original run was just phenomenal um, and it's just to see where he is now it's just really really disappointing but he's still got all that talent I think he's good in the mic I think he's great in the ring so I would I would go Rusev. That's my absolute favourite. I would really really love it if you win it. But if you, if, I would also uh, on top of that I would I would also put um, I think someone like perhaps someone out of left field, someone like maybe like Bobby Roode, for instance. Like I really really like Bobby Bobby Roode's style. That would uh, be good, So it's somewhat. It's not a, that that that's just not going to happen, but. It'd be, it'd be nice to see something like that happening um, but yeah going back to yours I think you say that you would you had Nakamura in that as well I think I know it's who we want to win but I also think um, that's, to, that's who is going to win I'd that would be so. my official pick so you, you'd be happy with that And uh, like I said if it was Braun I agree with that as well I would love to see Braun win it um, to me the top probably two would be Rusev and Braun if I'm honest um, the only but then they have to make sure that they cash in this time on Braun's momentum and for the most part they do the Rumble winner more, for the most part generally goes on to win the title at Mania but yeah Braun or Rusev for me would be would be excellent picks excellent thanks for your question Jeremy uh, do you have any questions Ricky anything come to you I had one um, uh, submitted on Twitter. It was, who has been the the worst booked or the least utilised, underutilised um, wrestler this year? Um, who should be booked better? Do you mean? Yeah, basically, who should who should have been booked better? 
Rusev. I mean, there's your answer. Like, probably. Um, or Bray. I would personally say Bray or Braun. Bray or Braun, without a doubt, for me. And and the Braun thing being that he never won the title. It just felt that that was it. That was the time. And I understand, like, you would probably say about 90, not even 90, but 99% this year, he's been booked, like, perfectly. But that was just a real low moment that he never won a title um, against Brock. It really was, because after everything he'd done with Roman, and then that show at SummerSlam, it just felt right. And and even the build-up to the match with Brock that he had, he had... uh, Collins was beating up Brock and he was getting it better off him and stuff and it was just like right this is it this is, and they were about to do it and they never did which was really really disappointing um, so that for me like you lost so much momentum and it just you know how sometimes you just get that feeling that that right this is now the right time there's nothing maybe things don't fax and figures might not back up but it's just that gut feeling that you have mm-hmm. even though even though he's still sort of raw and green and etc but at the time it just felt it's, this is it this is the time when he cash in on his momentum and give him a title and he never did and that really really put a dampener on everything they'd done it was beforehand really disappointing um, I think that's all the questions we got not a lot yep. obviously but if we, maybe we can drum this up more and get a few more questions in the next few weeks that would be yep. good so shall we do some quiz time now it's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends a fucking WWE quiz yes it's my turn this week folks um, so prepare the quiz it's ten questions long and it's there's a theme to it. It's um, obviously we've got Clash of Champions next week. So this is a question, a quiz based on Clash of Champions slash um, Night of Champions. All right, okay, nice so one. It was, night, it was, I think it, it went Vengeance, then it went Night of Champions, then it went Clash of Champions. I think it did. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Um, question number one. In the 2016 Clash of Champions. Rusev lost the two US title to who? Roman Reigns. Correct. Same pay per view. Charlotte, <clears throat> Charlotte beat who to retain the women's title? <laughs> Clash of Time Champions was in September last year. I think so. Something like that. It was a triple threat between Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha Banks. Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, who who did she beat? Oh, Bailey. Oh, I was just taking the piss. It was Bailey and Sasha Banks. I wasn't looking to who she pinned. (laughs) Because you didn't give me an answer. (laughs) Anyway, here we go. Now, the 2014 Night of Champions. How did John Cena beat Brock Lesnar in the main event? He didn't beat him. He lost. Was that a trick question? No, this wasn't a trick question. He didn't beat Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar beat him. Correct. How? How? Sorry, I got that. Sorry, I got that mixed up. Oh, Christ! Apologise. How did? How did uh, Brock beat Cena? I meant to say sorry. So basically, what was the finish of that match? Do you know, I can't remember. Did Paul Heyman get involved? No. No, that was Punk. Has Heyman ever got involved in the matches, actually? I know we're sort of going off here, but I don't know if he has. Kind of, like, he was involved in the CM CM Punk match, I think. I can't remember. I don't know the answer. It was, remember Seth Rollins came down, attacked Cena, and then hit Brock Lesnar with a oh, um, so curb did. stomp and then I think he went to cash in and Cena prevented it yes well I do remember that now right question number four 
what was the main event of the 2012 pay-per-view, which at the time was obviously Night of Champions? Main event of 2012? Yes. September 2012. Was it... Was it Punk and Cena? Correct. Oh, 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 that was just a wild guess there. Who won? Punk. Wrong. It was a draw. Was it? Uh, it was where... I think... was it, I think I don't know if it was a Super A or whatever Cena hit from the top rope and he covered Punk and then I think he was about to celebrate or in the midst of celebrating or something and then the ref said, no, no, it's a draw because you both covered each other at the same time sort of thing. So Punk retained. Right, right okay. Um, they had a great feud actually those two they were excellent together um, in 2012, 2011 Triple H beat who in his match and it was it was a main event match so I'll give you that as well that was CM Punk that was correct but that big prick Kevin Nash got involved oh fuck fuck off Kevin Nash <laughs> <laughs> Cody Rhodes beat who in the Intercontinental match on the same pay-per-view I'll be quite surprised if you get this Intercontinental title yes 2011 who was over Kofi uh, no it was Ted DiBiase Jr I was close <laughs> oh you were very close they kind of look like each other don't they yeah. <laughs> Um Right, the first night of champions took place in which year? Two thousand six, two thousand seven, or two thousand and eight? Two thousand and eight. Wrong. Do you want to guess again? Two thousand and seven. Yes, correct. Right, cheers. Right, question number nine. Now we are. I actually came up with two bonus questions because I wasn't sure if people were going to be on the show tonight so I'll just give you them as well actually in the 2013 main event Randy Orton lost his title to who? 2017? no 2013 2013 main event I mean the 2017 one hasn't even happened yet well, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, Randy Orton it, it must have been Right, he must have lost it to Daniel Bryan, but then he got screwed over. Correct. Well, Triple H, I think, um, <clears throat> the following night stripped him of it, didn't he? Because he said something along the lines that either Daniel Bryan cheated or was it, he was in cahoots with the ref or something like that. Um, so he took it off him. Aye, I remember that now, aye. Um, right, question number 10. Kevin Owens, your bae, defeated who in the IC title match in that same pay-per-view? Feed. What, 20? 13. Kevin Owens in 2013? Yep. Kevin Owens in 2013. Listen to what you're asking me. I believe it was. Let me double check, sorry. Kevin Owens was 2015, his debut for... Was debut. it 15? Sorry. Sorry, I apologise. I, I never wrote the year down. <laughs> 13. Uh, uh, Kevin Owens in 2013. Nutter Feed me more uh, That big roided up Fucking arsehole Ryback <laughs> Fuck you Ryback If you're listening That fucking prick <laughs> um, Right Question number 11 <laughs> Vengeance 2001 Took place In which city Oh is it of significance? Was it a, a, a Mark City? Um, I'm comment. Going, no comment. No comment. I don't want to... I'll, I'll, I'll give you a clue because it could be anywhere. It's on the West Coast. West Coast. Yes. Right. Now, I am... Right, so it's actually a coastal state, not just on the west of America. Fuck's sake. Do you want me to just tell you what it was? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it is. It's a coastal state. Right. I mean, that rules out a hell of a lot of states, but anyway. Oh, I'm showing my geography here. Right, there is <laughs> California. It's, I'm not. That's not my. I'm going to guess Washington. 
Washington DC or Washington Seattle. <laughs> now you're showing your geography up, pal. No, I know. I know Seattle's on the west coast. Uh-huh. I know this. That's my answer. I I know my I know my American cities. Uh, no wrong. I'll give you another guess. <laughs> California. Well, that's a state. Can you say that? Oh, city. It's, it's, it's in. I'll say that it's in California. Oh right. Um, sorry, I was getting confused with cities and states. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Um, uh, sorry, sorry, our American listeners. We apologise. Uh, right. What's West Coastal City? Right, LA. That's no. not even a coast, is it? I don't fucking have do a mean? clue. LA, of course. LA's in California. It's not got a beach next to it, though. Oh, the state no, has. But the state. Oh, let's just finish this question. It's San Diego. San Diego. What a random question. Right, last one. I know, but I thought some of them could have been a bit slightly too easy. We've just absolutely lost a shitload of American listeners, you know that? Social Suplex Network, uh, Podcast Network, are not going to have us anymore. Calm down. I'll, I'll yeah. apologise. No, don't worry, it's fine. They can laugh at our stupidity if they want. Aye, they'll laugh at us. There we go. Right, question number 12. What was the main event in that pay-per-view? And this... Jer- I don't know if you remember it, but it was a significant one anyway. Jericho and Austin. Correct. Thank you very much. So... Ladies and gentlemen, that has been the episode this week. Next week we will do a Smackdown preview as much as we can. It's not true about the cards so far, but we'll talk about that then. Please listen to the rest of the guys on the Social Suplex Podcast Network with One Nation Radio with Rich Latter and James and One Nation Live, which is recorded live on Facebook on a Sunday, 5 o'clock-ish, I think, in Scotland. You've also got Keeping It Strong Style, the New Japan Show, excellent start for them. And you've got the SMC podcast as well, with Rance, Carl and Caleb. Did I mention them all there? I did, didn't I? And don't forget mm-hmm. us, listen to us next week as well. <laughs> uh, we've all been recording uh, some stuff for a, a project we've got coming up around about the Christmas time, so keep an ear out for that. Should be a, a good wee collaboration. I shall not say anything else, but look forward to that. Also, last couple of plugs, go on to the Squared Circle, Wrestling Squared Circle on Facebook, the group where we were talking about earlier, and check out socialsuplex.com for many columns on articles and stuff like that as well. Anything you'd like to add? No, that was all. Um, obviously, like you said, next week we'll be discussing Night of Champions, and you know, we've got the Devon and Smackdown Christmas episode coming up shortly as well, so hopefully... You know, they'll start to get a little bit more excited about the product again. But no, no shout outs. I think you covered everyone there. And just thanks for listening and downloading, obviously. Yep. Right, guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll speak to you next week. Night, night. Take care, guys. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.